Uh, <clears throat> Last time on Geek Force, the homies talk about amazing horror films. We talk about which one were their favorite ones, which one was funny, which one was just plain awful. We also touch base about Ghost of Tsushima, the recent update, multiplayer, Nani, and we touch base about what's our favorite horror film at the very end. Be sure to check that out on Instagram. And that's what's happening. Let's see what's happening now on Geek Force. Welcome to Geek Force, the show where pop culture rules all. I'm your host, Kat. With me today is the awesome G Squad of Marlon, Ray, and Emi. Welcome back, you guys, to a lovely episode. Hey, excited? Hey, excited? Lovely. Excited? Oh, excited. Guess what we're talking about today? Is Marvel. It, um, is it chocobles? Is, is I'm mad at you. That's for another day. Starcraft. <laughs> Starcraft. <laughs> wow. You guys are so funny. No, you guys, we finally get to have an episode dedicated to the awesome HBO show of Lovecraft Country. We finally have made it to this point. We gave some of y'all a week, a week to watch some of this. And uh, now we're ready to discuss. Is that shade I detect in your voice, Kat? No. It's because I had the wrong craft. I was really close. He was really close. Ray still gets some points. He was close, but not not there but um shame yeah. for me <laughs> uh, <laughs> so unfortunately marlon will be here but he won't be here for this discussion but it's okay i'm sure some of you listeners have not finished this season too but that's okay so there's gonna be a point where you know we're not gonna have to switch it up but we're going to try to start from the very beginning where it all began because it's a very great place to start you know, uh, the whole show of Lovecraft Center. It, it, it's funny because I see memes and videos of people describing what the show is, and it is a bit of a struggle. Like my first question to you guys is, how would you do, like sell someone on watching the show? How would you describe what the show is about? Like the synopsis. <laughs> that I, <laughs> that's a Saturday fun one. Live sketch. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. About the struggle and and the power and the white man, but the monsters and then the it's just yeah that that sketch is hilarious and the magic and the yeah no that show I don't know I think I would just describe it as. Um, it's a show about magic and monsters and racism and just go watch it. Like that's like, that's, I think that's all I would do if I'm trying to sell a person on it. Cause it, it gives me American horror story vibes. I think that's what, that's the, that's the closest thing I can compare it to as like a, as like a thing that kind of makes sense to some people. So, but that's about it. Uh, I think I said this last week, shout out to Amira who gave me this idea, but it's basically Jojo Bizarre Adventure, but telling, instead of dealing with what they dealt with on that show, they're dealing with racism. And I was like, that <laughs> to me was the synopsis of the show. It's literally Jojo's Bizarre Dio, Adventure. Dio, Dio, Dio. Dio. 
Oh, you get it. Me. You get it. Oh, hey, hey, yeah. <laughs> oh, black people. Oh, racism. <laughs> <laughs> you don't yeah. them, but it was me the whole time. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. And then I think another one was saying this is just Stranger Things, but it's like magic versus, uh, was it? Magic versus magic. Magic must defeat no, 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 no. magic. They do magic. that a lot in that show too. Like magic versus <laughs> like, oh, what's that case? Is that what case the about about uh, segregation? Oh, my mind just went blank. That was the name of the, some of them on Twitter. Was, <laughs> that's basically what Lovecraft Black is. Versus, like, the of education. Yes. versus the Board of Education. Yes. That's that's a funny I mean, one too. Yeah. I like these memes. <laughs> I love these I like, memes. <laughs> I like these memes. Um, but yeah, so I don't know if that entices you guys, but that's about as close as I get. But I think Rain had the best description on what the show's about. Now, you know, we have our characters, we have Atticus, who is like a vet returning home, you know, to go find his dad because his dad's missing. We have Letty, who's like this very strong, progressive woman who kind of just doesn't have a I don't know. She started off just being like a Rolling Stone. No, she's the star of the show. It's just, it's about Letty. Let's, it let's, is about Letty. It's about that's Letty. The, it's not about Atticus. It's about Letty. About Letty. <laughs> uh, but yeah, she's a Rolling Stone. It's about Atticus though. Like, oh look, there's a guy. He's gotta be the main point of the story. Yeah, no. <laughs> but I said this. I said this in the beginning when we were watching this, and I think I told Amy, I was like, Atticus is tuxedo mask. He just yep. shows up yeah. and then no, I did that. my duty. You didn't do nothing. <laughs> I did. And I'm like, no, you didn't. It was Lenny. Lenny the whole time. Man. I feel like Atticus too. isn't even tuxedo mask. I feel like tuxedo mask is always useful in the things he did. Atticus Damn, sometimes made things work. I disagree with that so deeply. I feel like Atticus is like, I'm going to just like do what I think is best and not get anyone's feedback. And also like, fuck it. That's who that person is. I feel like when you first meet him, he's like, he has a, he has a mission, but then once he gets like fully fleshed, I'm going to just do stupid things. I'm I'm just like tuxedo mask now. I like when he was like a mysterious person. Like, Oh, I had this like, background story but once like, like his character is great like he fully became like a random like idiot like i'm gonna show up and throw roses at people and be like aha i saved the day <laughs> yeah instead of roses it was i guess punches. He didn't even, he didn't even get, yeah punches because it wasn't even spells or anything it was just punches we need, you know? we need to clearly have a sailor moon episode is what oh, i right. hear from this one Amy, what do you think about that I will let you three vote because I'm biased. <laughs> <laughs> you would have to like lead that episode for sure. Uh, okay. Put on the calendar. <laughs> okay. Oh, but yeah, so we have those two and then we have Uncle George and we have uh, uh, Hippolyta and we have their child D and then we have, you know, the antagonist Christina and William and then Letty's sister Ruby. So all these characters, you know, when you're starting to watch the show, you're like, who are all these folk? How are they all connected? How, like, especially by episode two, you're like, how is this going to be a whole, what, 10 episode series? Because in the, in the very beginning, we were like, wait, so what's the show about? Like episode two, we're like, uh, what? Episode two, I remember we yeah. discussed how like weak that was. Like it was, 
looking back on it, it was an interesting episode because I think I think I said it at the time, but just like it was just exposition. Like we kind of threw you into this world. Like let's give you at least some of the bare minimums so that you at least can kind of follow what's going to come. And they kind of they helped the next couple of episodes. They slowed things down. They they had the ghost in the house episode, which kind of helped us see magic a little bit better. They had mm-hmm. um, journey to the center of the earth episode to try to help things slow down a little bit. Um, mm-hmm. And so like that, that episode definitely is still probably the weakest of the show. Um, mm, maybe. There's, I know you, I know there's one you don't like too, but um, yeah. I, the, um, I still think, I still, I, I think if I had to pick one, I think episode two, two is still the weakest of the show. Um, just cause it just feels, it feels different than the rest. Like it just, it, it had a lot that like, honestly kind of didn't matter in the end of the day. Cause mm-hmm. that whole, that whole subplot, um, with but, the family kind of. George died. It's when George died. You're right. You're absolutely correct. Um, that's kind of important. It is. That's probably the most important part of that episode. That and like all the other white men died. Like um, that's <laughs> like work. that was the whole, which was a bunch. No, and so like that was probably the most important part of that episode. For the episode. Uh, no, I <laughs> we haven't hit we haven't hit my favorite part of the entire show yet. Yeah, but we haven't the, hit that. Um, <laughs> but the, um, Oh, I can talk about that one more, Marlon. But the, uh, but yeah, so it's, I liked, I liked that episode, but it, it definitely was the weakest one. And it, it just, it, it was really good that the first episode was so strong. As much right. as it like was a slow build into like, what am I watching? Episode one was just so strong. Like all really of the, right. the social commentary kept us intrigued. Kind of, it had a get out, it had a first half of get out feel to it, honestly. Mm-hmm. Of like, you're, you're kind of watching it, not knowing what you're getting yourself into. Like, oh man, this sheriff is kind of spooky. And like, all of a sudden there's monsters in a forest and you're like, what the fuck is happening? And <laughs> like, it's, it's really, it was really well done. I really enjoyed that first episode. So uh, if you got past the second one and you watched the third one, I think that's when you were calling out in filler, but that's when like, I didn't really like that episode. Um, and yeah. like, I was, I was like, no, we're, I'm in the show. Y'all got me. Let's, uh, I'm down for the ride. It might, it might not be Watchmen at the end of the day, but like, whatever y'all do, I want to see where this goes. So oh I mean, I think, like piggyback on Raymond Singh. I know that um, for my fiance, I think after episode two, into episode three, I think she was visibly confused to what was going on because of how episode two ended. She was like, oh, was that a dream? Like, did that happen? Like, why is it moving along? Like, 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 why is everyone just like moving along? Like nothing happened. I'm like, they probably jumped ahead, baby. I don't think they're going to, I don't think they're going to like address it just yet, but it probably was happening. But I think it was just like such a, like a disjointed, like, like curl from like, great, this episode ended and then boom, we're like on this other thing. And it just felt very disconnected. So I do agree that, yeah, that the episode two definitely had, had a vibe but the vibe didn't link up to any of the other two episodes like on either side of it so it was a very like weird episode to kind of go into but all the dying definitely was really big i wish we got more of like hippolyta's interaction with tick and uh his dad when they came back because i'm because like when you watch it it's like okay there are definitely some weird vibes happening like what's fully going on what was being said so it definitely had this very like weird like you got to kind of tell from like body language that this is an awkward interaction that someone feels some kind of way about it um, but yeah i do agree that that first episode was just fantastic it kind of felt like um i feel like once 
you kind of have like, hey, like they both enjoy sci-fi novels and like really weird things. And like the daughter's drawing monsters on these like maps. And you're like, oh, like, are we going to see these exact monsters or just like a little girl like having a fun time? Uh, And then like that scene where like he's trying to look for something. He goes, oh, it's this like monster from this book I read that doesn't have any eyes and like, or has like a bunch of eyes and it looks like a little, like a, a lumpy flesh thing and he like makes a joke about it. And in the next scene, like it's an exact monster. Like, oh, that's, that was real. Like this is happening. Like he's like fully materializing or fully understanding like, yo, this is a really weird world to be in. And this like mysterious road, uh, it exists. So I, I think, yeah, that first episode, it just allowed so much of like, hey, like let magic into your world. And it also exists in the same time and space as intense, you know, Jim Crow racism. Uh, So, like, what are those two worlds collided? Like, would it matter? Would it be, like, worse? Would it be better? And the show kind of shows you that it would just be the same bullshit, but, like, with a whole lot of scary shit thrown into there. Yes. I remember when... It was Eming and I that started watching. We're like, we're going to watch this, you know. And I think we we watched the first episode. I mean, not at the same time, but I felt like it was pretty close because I remember texting you. I just had a panic attack for the last 20 minutes of that episode. I was like building up. And then the last 15, 20 minutes, I was just like, ah. And then he was like what do you mean? I was like, be careful. And then she watches you. Oh my gosh. And I was like, you're excited for episode two, right? She's like, yeah. And then we were trying to tell Ray to get into it. And Ray's like, Oh no. I'm like, just wait till binge it out. I love your Raymond impression. It's probably accurate. Honestly. <laughs> so we're like, I, no, you have to watch this. Let's drag you in with us. It was right. fun. And then you were like, all right, I'm Okay, I'm good. I think I might watch next week. Seatbelt buckled. And then he was just, he just, so then we just, you know, we had to check in on each other every time we watch an episode because, you know, the more you watch, the more bizarre it gets. And you're just like, I actually need to talk to someone to discuss what I saw because it's just, it's a lot. And I feel like you, you kind of have, I think it's, it forces you to do that because people catch things that you didn't see and talking about it, you're like, oh, wow, you guys, I feel like, I feel like the mystery gang, we're putting all these clues together to figure out what, what is the show about? You know, I think we, we were you, doing are that. You Belma in the scenario, Kat? <laughs> Am I Belma? I think you're Belma in the scenario. <laughs> My God. I can't find my glasses. Yeah, that's me. I'm Velma. Um, and we're the I can't get my microphone to work. It's got way more. As long as that means you're, you're Scooby Marlin, then I'm down. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah no, but, that's that's accurate. That's pretty accurate. So. <laughs> The last guy is definitely eating. The last guy? Oh, yeah. I want to own a fucking ascot. What are you talking about? But that's to to bring it back. That's one thing I really liked about the show was that it it was honestly it was it had a lot of themes that were very metaphorical. Um, like you really had to like sit down and like watch a scene and like really digest like what did I just watch? Like what just happened? Like and like really think about it because they were they were trying to. It was very clear the creators of the show were trying to 
build a narrative that wasn't just completely directly in your face like you understand everything just by watching the scene like there's there's le- there's layers and levels and like stuff going on that like this this character actually and doing this thing actually stood for this part of society and yada 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 like there was there was extra onion layers on on everything um that was really fun to like watch them play through throughout the rest of the series there's um so that was I and, and also I liked the little uh it felt kind of out of place at a point those the uh, it felt out of place at first the three and fourth episode where like they both kind of had their own little uh Scooby Doo vibed uh each of them but um but at the but looking back on them like I kind of liked that they did that for they, they didn't stick with it the rest of the series I don't feel like but you know having the little haunted house episode like it gave us something to it gave us something to attach to where we after an ep- after two episodes of us being like I don't know what's happening at least the third and fourth episode all right this is a this is a haunted house episode I can like I understand what's going on this is a we're we're going through the maze this is national treasure kind of episode mm-hmm. got it I know what's going on like and so uh, it, it, they, they threw us out in the wilderness and then they kind of pulled us back in slowly to catch some of the scenery on the way back in. Um, and I really liked that part. And then we got to like the super metaphorical episode, which is honestly my favorite of the series, which is Ruby's episode. Um, and like that one, that one was metaphorical on so many levels, but uh, it, was cathartic. That, it was also extremely cathartic. <laughs> <laughs> um, so uh, there was that one was also uh, like it, that one was deep. It 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 was all about like I it just it felt like it was all about the like black on. Uh, I don't, I'm a, as a black person, I don't know how to feel about myself, like kind of, kind of logic that whole episode. And it was, that was a deep episode. It was very good. Yeah. I mean, I think like touch back on the metaphors, Raymond, I think the very first one we get or like one of the kind of like, it was very, that like, kind of like, if you blink, you, you could have missed it was like when they're in the diner and Uncle is like, what, like he, he asked um, Atticus, like, do you know why they painted the white house white? And because like they're looking in this diner and it goes like, hey, didn't this like used to be run like a didn't this place used to be run by like a black owner? And it's like, oh yeah, it's under new, new ownership, and everything's painted white. And it's like you know, if you remember that the White House was burned down, they painted it white to kind of like get away from some like some of like the burn marks. And you kind of get that first thing of like, oh, this building was burned to the ground, and the fire department's coming which means they're probably going to kill us. Let's, let's, let's get out of here. And I thought it was like a real cool one. Like, Oh, like, Oh snap. Like that's a thing that historically happened. And it isn't like, you know, out of the norm that a black owner will be run out of town for owning something uh, at all. And that they were like fully paint over it, glazing over their ownership and glazing over the history that, yo, black people own things. So this thing was a, a metaphor that I think was like really interesting kind of like fully like, Oh, like that, that was wild. They even mentioned that. Yeah, that scene was scary. That I was all in the too. that was all in the first episode, right? Yeah. Yep. Oh my gosh, that just amazing. get in the car, get in the car. Letty, Letty again. We'll get to <laughs> get we'll, we'll get to Letty's part soon. I'm um, driving. <laughs> Letty saved them. Letty saved them like three times in that one episode. Like it's, it was, I showed them about Letty. <laughs> it is. It really is. Letty, she was going for it. Has an furious Letty. Um, so yeah, we start off plot wise. You know, they get to the that spooky 
house and discovered the magic and and the history of Tick's lineage, like his whole like family and ancestors and whatever. And then the second one, we get a little. That's why it was kind of confusing because then they kind of dive into their personal problems, but we didn't even know them as characters yet to accept those personal problems. It was just like I'm facing a problem, and I'm like, okay, but why? What does that mean? You know. And then later on, it kind of is brought up, but I thinking back of episode two, I'm just like, I had to watch the whole season to get episode two now. So now I think that's not as bad. You know, I thought that was like the worst episode, but after watching the whole season, I was like, episode two makes sense though, in a way for me. Um, it makes sense. Yeah, yeah. It but makes you have sense. to watch the whole season though. I don't like that. That's, like that's why. That. That's why I was trying to use the word weakest episode because it, it's, it it's, does it's require. Yeah, it required <laughs> a lot to like come back and make sense. It's like, oh, okay, this is why they're facing this and that because, yeah. XYZ. And then episode three, you know, haunted house. <clears throat> we had to have that. That was a lot. Um, that that actually had one of the best scenes in the whole series with, you know, Letty coming out going all angry against a whole mob of, you know, white people with torches and then, you know, all the Shout black out to men. Baby head. Right. And then just that was such a part. That was the Maybe. best scene. That was the whole best, best scene in the whole episode. Like, oh yeah. That, her, that episode was really just Yeah, a the baby. Well a little like the fact that the doctor was like fully just having like a Lego switching body parts from these black people's bodies was just so vividly just like disturbing but also it's like fuck that white guy like yeah he deserves to be like ripped asunder by these ghost creatures it was just the best it was the best case of like um come up because not only do the ghosts rip apart this like really weird eugenics asshole uh but also those white folks that were causing those problems get murdered by those black ghosts too which was like also like double come up it's like yo cheap people i love and it all under the horror genre, you know, it still followed oh, the formula. And that's what I was like, oh, okay. Oh, I would give props to that. And that's why I like episode three a little bit more. But then we get to episode four. Yeah, and Ray, you gotta, you're going to kind of have to help me because I kind of don't remember what comes out. What is episode four? That was the one where they go, they're looking, trying to figure out mm-hmm. information about the Book of Adam. Oh, and they, they go the all the way to the, the right, they go to the museum and then they go down the thing and they they go through the path and they're fighting with each other like the whole time until. Yeah, but first they, Adam tries to shoot Kat or Catherine, is that her name? Christina. Oh, yeah, Christina. Yeah. yeah. Adam is decides he's going to try to shoot the witch or whatever. Right. <laughs> For some dumb reason like, in broad daylight. <laughs> And that's yeah. how mad he was. What are you thinking? Like, what are you doing, bro? In broad daylight? Yeah. He was that, that mad. Was but he was that mad because Uncle George, you know? True, but, but it's like, still, it's... you went from a house where there's full magic. You know that magic exists. You know that she has magic in that family. You're going to roll up on her and believe you. I can end this with just a gunshot. Broad daylight. I'm, also, the gun is loud. So even if you do close the blinds, like, folks are going to hear a gun go off. You're a black. Yeah. This is a good point to come back to Tick and just be like, I as a character, he was frustrating me a lot at the beginning yeah. of that show. Like, yeah. <laughs> he was like, frustrating. Yeah. Me. Um, and I think that was the point. Like that mm-hmm. was his goal for him. They would have written him completely different if that if they weren't trying to go for that. But uh, he he had a troubled past too, and him and his dad's relationship was always hard to really watch in that show. Mm-hmm. 
because they would just I, they would escalate from one to twelve in like in like a sentence, and I'm just yeah. like, yo, yo, can y'all like, can like y'all need some father son therapy, like right. so. It was a good thing to bring up because it was like, I think it was very true. Like there's a lot of like there. I mean, it's a good example of like, you know, there being dissidents between like a black son and their, and their black father who maybe like wasn't the best father who also has his own trauma, who inflicted that trauma onto his son. And now you have these two generations of trauma who have to either do what another or just not exist in the same space at all. But you have one who's like, I want to protect you because I'm a bad dad, but also like you're a terrible son. And one's like, well, I got to protect you because my mom was nice to me and she probably want me to look after you, but I also hate you. And then being like, I love you, but also like, I don't want to be around <laughs> you. Because you're there right. It's like, y'all need to like figure this out. But yeah, it definitely was like, yo, like this is really toxic. And I don't like enjoy watching this on the screen, but I'm also kind of like, because for the most part, whenever we see like this kind of relationship is always like expletive, like, oh, like look at this like mean black dad and his son and using like a and a and a and like a all white film as like a kind of like a knock against the culture. Um, but then I was like, great, like this is an example of it in like an all black space, but we're we're fully gonna have you watch it and dissect it so you can see from both sides where they're coming from, but also know that yeah, this is not okay, this is not the norm, and that something has to be done about it. But in order for that to happen, we have to talk about it and we have to watch it. And so I think I think that was a good point, but it was just I agree it was very hard to like, man, this needs to like if they get in in one episode, I would have loved it, but like they're like, no, you're gonna have to watch it. You're gonna watch them crash and burn and then watch them try to rebuild something. But you gotta watch it. And that's yeah, yeah, Letty yeah. Could rescue was again in episode four, because they wouldn't have got through that without Letty. Mm-hmm. Yep, she was the one yeah. leading the way. But Fully like, winning. but it is interesting because Montrose does. I feel like around episode four, that's when that's like the first time we actually got to like see more of of Montrose, and it really was hard to watch. You know, both knowing that they both had hardships. And this is in the 50s. So it's like, you know, people in the 50s, they didn't have all the, you know, perspectives that we have of today. So it makes sense that they were acting within the limitations of the show. It was just hard to watch. But at the same time, it really, you know, since since this is like a whole like fantasy genre, you know, Montrose is just the typical abusive you know bad dad it's like he also knows of this whole like you know of all the information about tick and and the, and the secrets of the family you know he mm-hmm. like he knew everything and he just was like but i'm not gonna say shit because i don't want i don't want you to die or i don't want you to like get hurt or mess up what we have now and it's like tick had to prove a billion times to be like no dad we we need we, we need to do this like I know this is my destiny, you know, kind of frustrating to watch. It was always like, I want to help by not helping you. Then why are you helping me by not helping right. me? And why then he's taking along. Like, to tell you that you shouldn't do it anymore. Then why are we speaking? I don't know. I love you. Get out of my face. <laughs> <laughs> and then Letty's always, okay, you stay right here. You stay right here. Always okay, boys. Okay, class. <laughs> Everyone have a seat. Everyone have a seat. No hitting. Use, no use hitting. your eye statements. Good old Letty. Um, but yeah, episode four, Journey to the Center of the 
of the earth basically because i was like this is just a ripoff but it's fine it was cute it was nice you get to you get to see uh you know more information about first of all how they got there you know and because i was like oh isn't that like the the end of episode three when we with the elevator isn't that like Mm -hmm. connected yes it is and then like seeing like the whole siren that was a new uh fictional character that they they would yeah and i kind of wish i kind of wish there was more on it like by the next episode you know but if you saw the end of episode four damn montrose just like that would have been a cool character to get to know and it's like, nah, y'all don't get that. Y'all don't get that kind of inclusion on this episode or this. Like, oh, yo, that would have been amazing to like include like a they, them, fully they, them, human, like physically, and has a whole like pre, pre colonial um, aspect. I believe she was a part of like the the Arawak people, and it was just like this whole right. tribe that existed. Okay. I think on was it Haiti or Jamaica that they were originally on. And they were wiped out, and then the slaves they brought over inhabited the island. And then I think, of, I think of, it might have been Haiti. Like in Haiti, like there were like these people, there were indigenous there that used to live there, and then they all got wiped out. And the population got replaced with, um, you know, enslaved Africans, and they just revolted, of course, and you got Haiti. Um, but yeah, it was just like wow that they could have included that kind of voice. So, I mean, it's a it's a slight knock of like oh they gotta get that person on that would have been it would have been wild for them to like discuss like indigenous people within this kind of like world as well as well as like the whole like um their pronouns and like they could have brought in the fact that like this individual exists a part of a group of people they have a name they have respect they have all this like you know, kind of like affluence of a regular person and aren't seen as lesser than so it would have been cool to have seen it but. Yes, mm-hmm. Montrose. But then at the same time, I was like, and this is why Tick and Montrose are the same people sometimes. Because as, as mad as we were at Tick trying to kill Christina in broad daylight, Montrose did it anyway, too. He just did it quieter, you know? So then by then we get to episode five. Is that your episode, Ray? Oh, yeah, I love that episode. So I'm going to give this. I'm gonna I'm gonna give this to you because this is this is your this is your so favorite good. episode. Um <laughs> So Ruby gets involved with William. We had seen William several times. Um, she gets involved with him, um, and he brings her into the magical world uh, by giving her the ability to turn herself into a white woman. Um, oh, yeah. And so since she could do it basically at will, because she just had to drink the thing, and she got a couple hours as a white woman, as long as she kept drinking it, she'd be fine. Um, she does this whole thing. Her character was trying to get out of the the hole and was kind of, she had spent several episodes kind of talking down to other black people, being like, you know, if you why are you acting that way? Like being the, being the entire, meta, being the metaphor for the black person who's trying to be higher than, other black people basically mm-hmm. um and so she, she she and so she got given exactly what she wanted basically like i i am now higher than other black people and that's when she really started to see that it was a, it, that was a be careful what you wish for episode at the at the end of the day because uh, she really got to see what she was saying she got to hear the some of the white people talking bad about uh black people since she was working at the store she was trying to work at and she kind of started talking down to one of the one black 
black employee there, but then she really realized what she was doing and like she got to learn a good lesson. Um <clears throat> And uh, I really liked what they did with Ruby in that episode, um, down to the point where um, was it before or after the big reveal that she does the thing to her boss? It was, uh, I believe, after. It was after. Yeah, it was after it was because after. I remember screaming twice in five minutes. Yeah, <laughs> I remember like, that. I was like, happened, the whole feature like, more? what do you want to do? It's no, I don't think so. No, no, no. I think I think William that. told her that. Or maybe yeah, Christina, yeah, maybe I, I Christina did though. tell her that, but it was before the it was before the big William Christina reveal. Um, <clears throat> but yeah, that whole scene with the boss, I I lost <laughs> it. That was that was scene of the year. Um, the the giant metaphor of of uh, of a strong black woman um, quite literally raping a white man on screen with a heel was. Uh, both disturbing and cathartic at the same time. I don't understand how they got away with doing that on TV. And like, it wasn't blowing up all over the internet that like they had done something that crazy, um, but they did it. And I had watched, watch it a couple of years. Who would be sitting down and being like, people are just now getting to see, understanding that that scene was there. Cause there was, there was some next levels on that whole that was 10 minutes of film that I, I did that. Oh man. I don't I understand mean, how they got away with that. Now like this, like, yep. okay. and I, I just, I just want to, I want to know a, how much they paid that white actor, uh, like the man, <laughs> like, cause here, like I want to, cause I want to know about him as a human being. Like, dude, did he know what he was getting himself into? Did he read that script and be like, Oh wow, this is so progressive. Yeah, sure. You could, but well, I'm so down to do it this. Thing. Culture. I just want to know about this human being of this man. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Yeah, I got to find him on Twitter and send him a long message. It's like, hey, can you tell me? I'm a reporter for Geek Force podcast. Um, I I need to get some information on that guy because he was down for the cause. Um, uh, What you call it? I was just like, Okay. Yeah, that was yeah that ooh, what a scene. So um, that was that was scene of the year right there. I the, there was nothing that was better than that one. Um, and so yeah, that was it was it was so weird and strange and disturbing. But then you know that episode ends with an even bigger moment. Like you said, you scream twice in like five minutes because you're like high anxiety because uh, of that scene, and then you find out that William has been Christina the whole time, and. And like, and then there's, there's that level of like, wait, hold on. And like, I spent a little bit of time just being like, wait, I guess, yeah, I never did see them. I never did see Spider-Man or Peter Parker in the same place at the same time. <laughs> like, yeah, I, guess, I guess you're right. Like, um, and so that was really big. Um, and you, we'll get to talking well, more about that later, but yeah. It also makes me think like, cause if you remember that first episode, the, the dad or the main, like the, the, the man character I'm wondering if he also didn't know because he refers to, oh, this is William. He's going to help you out. No, he didn't. So that he means like that she was fooling everyone, which I think is also like an extra bit of like that's she are with a lot. Like she was like, yo, this is I made a whole other persona that like not even my dad do, and he had like immortality. So she was fully like behind the strings early on, which is like it was like pretty. Yeah. And I, the, as an antagonist, I'm gonna give Christina the quote the quotey fingers on this one because there's a I got there's a whole argument that she wasn't really an antagonist. Um but because I, I mean if you if you really think about 
if you really count everything she did in that show, even through the final episodes, how many times was she against the rest of them? And the answer to that question is very low. And she, she said it too. A lot. Yeah. She said it. She said it like twice. And yeah. I was like, I yeah. don't care. You evil. You got to go, you know? Right. But, but um, it's true. <laughs> it was, yeah, no, she fooled everybody. I got mad respect for Christina Birch, right? Because she, 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 she was playing everyone um, the whole time. <laughs> the Ruby episode, I think, was a really great episode of like, and I think it was a good episode to like explain, like, hey, like this is like what a typical day could look like if you're a white person. Like she, like it's fully crazy in the middle of the town, calling people's names, and no one's like you know trying to hurt her. And her first thing is like people were looking at me. But they weren't looking at me out of fear. They were looking at me out of pity of like, how can we help her? Like, no yes. one was looking at me. And I was like, damn, like, that's big. Like, she's like, like, like I felt like people wanted to help me, even if I was in the wrong time, even, even if I was on the wrong of like grabbing people and yelling. And then, of course, you see like the cop pulls up and like starts like beating some kid. Like, did you like put your hands on her? Like, did you hurt her? And like, her like, fully like going with like, oh, like, this is like, I want this. I want to like be able to exist with this presence and this power of like people aren't going to bother me. People see me as a human being and like she gets like that free ice cream because she's like a, just a typical white woman in the town. She's like allowed to go into places and shop and she fully explores these emotions of like, I, like, I don't know if I can forget these feelings because like I've never felt this way before. Like I've never felt so a part of something that you know, has always been like out of my grasp before. And unless she's fully in it, like for a minute, like, yeah, she gets like tripped up on, like, she's like fully like embracing like her white side, you know, she's like that white woman that like gets compliments for like being able to dance very good or you know, <laughs> like she was fully tapping into like, yeah, I am edgy. I am a, a, a cool white person. I am spicy mayo. You know, it's like, like she was fully like embracing like, like she could toe the line between both worlds and be, you know, she could of course be seen as exotic, but also not too exotic to where like, oh like you're too like you're like black, black. I can't be like, oh you're like you have black tendencies with a white figure. That's cool. So the real <laughs> cool callback, like, oh, like that exists still. Like when there are white folks that, oh, you have like black tendencies, like you're a lot more acceptable in terms of like social media or TV, like that's acceptable. But if you like have that blackness associated with the black like features and the black like attitude, it's like people think it's not viable. It's not accessible. Like they don't want to give you, you know, your like dues for that. So it's a cool episode to like watch her play on both sides of the fence and just like see her but you know fuck this like i'm gonna like do what i want to do and i'm gonna embrace this magic for the right reasons and use that for things that i think it should be used for um to piggyback off that because i like what you just said that was amazing uh i i feel like you know hearing that she said how people look to her as a white woman out of pity you know as a black woman it's always like the opposite so like people are looking at you like you're crazy or they are like even within the community how black men look at black women and so knowing how and 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 this is also with colorism involved knowing that you know ruby's a dark-skinned woman and knowing that you know letty was light-skinned so you know letty probably had a little bit more uh, opportunities and attention than she did you know I mean that's why Ruby was Ruby she went through it all so for her to have this opportunity of course she was going to take it and of course she was going to 
see the extent to it. But then after revealing, like after hearing what Christina did and being William, you know, Christina was trying to do beyond the thing, you know, yes, she is a white woman and she understood the the looks of pity too, but she didn't want that. She wanted to go beyond that. She goes, you know what? I don't want to be looked at like that. The the next step for me is to become a white man. So that's why I feel like Christina and Ruby understood each other on that because they knew how they were themselves and for in their heads their upgrade was you know ruby for her was being that spicy male of a woman and for christina being a very charming progressive white man and i think that is so funny as a reflection of her society because you know when it comes to you know really popular white people in pop culture it's literally people who are those people who kind of tote that line of like, I'm progressive and, you know, I know culture, you know? So I thought even though this was set in the 1950s, that they both became people that that's still relevant to today. And that's super deep in whoever wrote that episode, because I get it. I get it within all the little the hidden on- layers, but the dang. beautiful onion layers. Yeah. <laughs> but that was just dang, you know? Um, but Yeah. That that's where I was like, okay, Christina, because I was thinking, is this a trick? Is this a long con? I don't know. I was just like, but episode six, our favorite filler episode, that kind of turned into filler. Filler. Okay. Backstory. It's a good yes, backstory. That's what it was. But it was really a filler. You, it was you a did filler. not. You guys, filler doesn't mean bad. It's it just. Was. A good filler episode that gave backstory. There's things like that. A filler episode would be Goku getting his driver's license in the middle of like (laughs) Dragon Ball (laughs) 2. After a filler episode. That was more like... like, We have nothing to do. Let's have him get his license. He can fly, but who cares? That that episode was more like uh, Regina King in Vietnam episode or uh, the Hood of Justice True. episode. Yeah. Are, are those okay, filler yeah. episodes? No. <laughs> I still think this was like they a... Built towards something. And that definitely built towards something. Okay, and so it was a great background episode. Two episodes, he's talking to someone. So they're like, oh, we finally get to know who he's talking to or who this woman is. It's like, great. True. Now, now we get to see something. I feel like it was more... True. You like call them as like four, five, eight, six, seven, three, eight, six, five. Like those are too many numbers. Those are too many numbers. <laughs> you remember some of those numbers? Are scary, like, yeah. <laughs> that's, that's, that's way more numbers than he needs to. Like, Who's that lady calling? Who's that lady? I'm like, is he calling space? I'm like, oh, he's calling. He's calling space, <laughs> especially the first. I'm like, is he calling space? Oh, no, he's calling Korea. Okay, never mind. Especially since isn't that episode? I think the way episode, and this is towards the end of episode five when Tick is still trying to figure out, I think the symbols yep. yeah. from the thing, and then he's like, he wrote the word "die," and then that's who he called. And that's at the first, I was like, did he call Christina? Because that's sus, you know. But it turned out <laughs> it was oh, what's her cool. name? I forgot her name. I'm so sorry. Until yeah. Yeah, Gia. Um, so yeah, that's sorry. You know, first of all, I didn't know that was Jamie Chung. She really like she embraced she, that she, role she so came well. Up. She really Yo, grew as an actor. Which is why I was like, they could have done this. They could have done a similar episode with that indigenous individual because they gave mm-hmm. you a whole episode about mm-hmm. this Korean woman's whole like culture, and I'm like, they could have done an episode like this. But the anyway. It was a good episode to like talk about culture as well as like 
you know, their mythology, which is cool. Yeah, I really, I'm glad they introduced their own mythology in this genre. And I think that's what I really liked. I was like, this still fits and everything. Could, oh, yes, good. I like it. I like it. Amy, you were going to say something? No, I was going to say that there was some, the someone attached to the show did, a, did an interview and they like, they regretted not doing more with that character. Yes, they should have. For sure, yeah, so. it could have been. He could have done. They could have introduced like the. They could have brought in like the Wendigo or something else. Something really cool. Like they could have been more like indigenous. Because I mean, because when when Wendigo and like the First Nation folks, if you whistle at night, he like comes and finds you. Anyway, um, it could have been a cool thing to like introduce like other mythos into this because you threw like a nine tail flat out of nowhere. You could have thrown in some other cool thing. But yeah, like I, I, cool cool like, I love it because you. Because I I'm a big fan of musicals, and they brought in like a couple of Judy Garland things. I'm like, oh, they're doing a musical episode. This is fantastic. Mm-hmm. <laughs> this is dope. Let's do it, y'all. Let's do a musical episode. Um, <laughs> but it, it was like really fun and cute um, until it wasn't. Like that's led you into the episode. It be cutesy, and she's adorable. It's like like I can't find a man. And, the cutest jackets. And, like, they did such a good job of like being very covert. When her mom says, "Bring home men," I'm like, "Like multiple men?" Like, right? Like, that was my face. What do you mean? That was my face. I was like, "Mama, like, what you encourage?" Yeah, I'm like, "What are you doing?" I'm like, "Yo, is she in a brothel? Like, what's happening?" And right. so you're like, "Let her stray," and you're like, "Okay, she got a man." Like, also, like, wait, where did this man come from? Like, does she know who this person is? Like that. And then you're like, oh, okay, well, she found her man. Why she got so many candles? I'm like, okay, I'm like, oh, we're going to the full on sex. All right, this is interesting. This is wild. Wait a minute. Is that a monkey tail? Is she a super saiyan? What's happening right now? What's wrong with her ears? Oh my God, is there, is there a worm in her ear? She got multiple worms. In what is happening? And then I think the moment I fully screamed was like, the most. A little candles popped out of her eyes. I yelled. I'm like, what is going on? <laughs> what is going on? It just kept happening. And then it fully did like a Quentin Tarantino like blood shower. I'm like, what is going on? I'm gonna call that one the. I'm gonna I'm gonna give that one to the boys. It was. Uh, yeah, it was yeah, after seeing the boys the same weekend, I was like. I'm like, did, did translucent explode? What's going on? <laughs> And I love them they, for that episode for like five or ten minutes. They just don't explain what's going on until that happens. And mom's like, great, you need like two more. And I'm like, what is going on? <laughs> <laughs> Why do you need two more? This is so graphic. <laughs> oh my gosh. But yeah, I agree. This is a dope episode. I, I think it was just because it was so out of the norm that we saw. Like it was just like it didn't like you didn't have to like care about like the cart rights or whatever their names are you didn't have to care about what was happening it was like hey this is happening here the vietnam war we know it's shitty and you see sorry korean war and you see like a whole other side of atticus that's like really dark and you can kind of see where that trauma comes from and like when you first see him like oh he's gonna help when you're like oh he's not gonna help <laughs> like it was just really dark to watch him like i mean you kind of of course see like you know Things are changing in that in that city. The war is getting worse. Communism's on the rise. They're of course scapegoating anyone and lynching people. Very reminiscent to some black folks. So it was a very like, oh, the lynching folks out here too. Interesting. With the back of a pickup truck. Oh, we're doing that. We're, 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 that like, scene was so heavy. Like, this is that's, wild. 
that was one of the things I really liked about that episode was it um you don't get in our in our Hollywood, you don't get very many episodes showing black and Asian unity of mm-hmm. like like you don't get very many movies with that. You don't get very many like and so it it was a good parallel. Um and they do a little bit more of it later on, but like it was a good parallel of just kind of showing that like there's there's stuff here that are very similar with these two cultures. Um yeah, like they're yeah, they're different, but like there's stuff here that's very similar with these two cultures that they got to they got to really play with in that episode the most. I do wish they had done a little more with that, but um that was the episode that really got a lot of it going on. And it was, ugh, that was, it was, yes. Thank you. That was, I, yeah, no, it was nice for, I didn't expect to get that in the, in the show at that point. Like we're in, that's episode six. Like you, mm-hmm. you kind of just expected it to just kind of be a black show at this point. Um, right. And so getting that, getting that piece of history, getting some, giving some dark side of the Korean war that I can't name too many movies that, that or shows that kind of hit like some of the dark side of the Korean War either. Um, you, see it more with, you see it more with Vietnam than, right, but not than any other Korean one. War. Right. So playing some seventies funk music over the background. Right. So that was <laughs> in the sky. It was. I was impressed with that episode a lot. Mm-hmm. It was. It was interesting to see uh, how different Tick was. You got to see his really dark side, and you got to see how, like, I mean, he still has a bit of being naive, but like he was super naive and just super eager and and sweet on this girl because he hasn't really been with a woman before, you know. And just he was just you know with the date and the flowers. I was just like. You don't do this with Letty. What are you doing with this girl? You know, doing this with this girl. You know, and there was so, no time to do it with Letty. Right. That's what's crazy about it. He had time to do it with the girl in war, but he don't have time to do it with Letty. <laughs> there were memes about this. That's why I was like, well, because remember, he was a virgin, so he was putting in his extra two bits. He was putting his extra two bits. You know, and um, just to see that, and then like, you know how. Just to receive, because even I think about like even in my own family tree, how my grandfather was in the Korean War and they were, you know, they around this time, you know, they already had a lot of black and brown soldiers in the war. But this was like one of the first times they had them like in Asia, you know, because this was before Vietnam. And so it was like, you know, you had Atticus, but then you had the other the Korean American dude who's like, I'm not even from here. I'm from wherever I think he said Jersey. And I was like Fresno. Or yeah, somewhere. And I was just like, that's to me was another shout out to history about, you know, they just grab whoever for this war, even though even though over in you know, in that country they had a little bit more rights of like, but you're like controlling the minorities over there knowing that if you go back home you're going to be the one like them you know over there and i just i was just like Psh. war is crazy and dumb but that's what i was seeing from in this episode and the fact that you know this girl her whole backstory i wanted to know more like i i need like a prequel or something to go down to show what she was talking about for how she got there. Because the fact that she had to sleep and, and still a hundred men's souls, you know, which is she ever going to, and, 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 and the fact that, you know, they, there's a shaman lady in their village. Like there's Mm -hmm. so much, 
so many questions. And at this point of the series, when I was watching it, this was my favorite episode. Cause I was like, I have so many questions and oh my gosh. And this new character. Oh my gosh. I love it. I love it. But I knew we weren't going to go back to it. Cause we still had to go back to the main story. So I was just like, I love this episode, but this, it just needed to be, it was again, another thing that just needed to be more like they have deleted scenes or something. I need to see more. Ooh. But also like, also it seems like that, that story is a lot more, I think dark for the show. I think like that whole backstory is literally about her father molesting her and then the mom going to the shaman and then having the shaman summon a spirit into the girl so that when the father comes to rape her again, the girl ends up killing the father. And I think that's just a lot darker than I think the show's going for. Because right. my girl has to grow up in that body and continue to lure men to sleep with an underage yeah, girl. Yeah, that's messed up. So that, that means that was whatever age she was, she has to keep growing and sleep with men who are older than her and her be like she's literally like luring in pedophiles to sleep with her over and over and over again. And it's a creature that has no like that has no um no like personality, that has, you know, no real uh attachment to things. So she's literally learning by being in the world and is learning by having on like having sex with people in like this really weird way and also fully taking on every memory that they have. And I think it'd be an interesting story, but also would probably be just a lot to sit through and watch. But I agree. Like it's a wild story to watch. It was wild to be a part of that story. It also was really wild to kind of see just um, kind of how like folks who are younger in the military uh, deal with uh dark acts, you know, how they deal with the fact that Atticus can roll up on a nurse who's a communist or suspect the communist, shoot one of them in the head, not feel any remorse for it. And then later in that scene, go and take someone else and just pull out her teeth over and over again, and then can read the Count of Monte Cristo and be okay. You know, it's just, it, I think it's, it's a good example of the fact that you're know, like, in war, people have these weird coping mechanisms, and you get to see that for Atticus, his coping me- his coping mechanism is to read fantasy novels and not think about what he's done or what he's a part of. And that's like I think a pure example of that. Like he just came back from getting like his in like a combat fight, and instead of like you know you know being super upset about it, he's only mad when he can't read his book. Like he fully has like he fully throws a tantrum in his hospital bed because he can't see his book through his glasses. So can't see without my glasses. Yeah. He fully threw a tantrum like in his hospital. Like I can't read right now. Right. That's why I was like, um, well, I'm glad you kind of grew out of that, but you kind of didn't because you still be about having (laughs) meltdowns on (laughs) kinds of crap. But yeah. And the fact that Atticus was so close to being man number 100 and the fact that that scene was wild. Like, I screamed for him and then I had to rewind it. Like, wait, how did he not die? You know, she, like, flipped him and she's like, she had that look of, oh, shit, I caught feelings look. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I caught feelings. Shit, shit, you know. <laughs> so, okay, you're going to go through that one time. It's all right. Don't move past it. And he, and he was like, what the, what is that? She's like, I'm so sorry. Yeah. Right of course, had to happen in this scene or right after her, her, her mom's like, you're going to do it on accident. She's like, no, I can control my tails, mom. 
Okay, little mermaid. You have to try to sun your mom. And the next episode, it's like, no, my mom was right. My tails. <laughs> Don't kill him. I love him. I love him. Yeah, that. And then, of course, she sees uh, Atticus dying. And then she has that whole thing where she's like, you can't go. Like, you can't go home. And then he's like, I get the fuck away from me. I'm getting away. You fucking have tentacles. Like, I can't get away Crazy. Like, low-key, an acceptable reaction. Right, right, right. I'm not talking to you anymore. You had tails coming out of the air. They were in my eyes. I'm getting out of here. In my eyes. In the snow, no clothes on. Like, that's how I was like, I gotta get out of here. I don't even care. I was like, that man, he, he's scared. I mean, that makes sense, but damn, you know, he was out and gone. And the fact that, you know, I think that's when she's like, she stayed in that bed all day. And I was like, it's, it was, uh, it was kind of relatable at one point in your life when, you know, when you really loved or care about someone and they kind of rejected you and you're just like, you just sit in one spot all day. That was the feeling I was getting. She was just like she didn't move until her mom was like, um, killed him. I knew it, but <laughs> I love him so I love much. So much. And then she's like, I love him so much. I'm going to ask the shaman lady if it's true. And the shaman's like, why are you worried? Why are you worried about that man? Like, you, you, she does have that full stare down with uh, another fox, though. Yes, that oh, was yeah. really interesting. Was really interesting. Her, like giving her like the mean mug of like you That's know true you for bodies. Like you, right. you two bodies shrouded. What you doing out here? Right. Right. <laughs> my body, oh, my body. Who are you trying to be? I said like, 100. What you doing? I said 100. And she's like, uh, Maybe 100. <laughs> I just got yelled at in, in, in the gang I'm supposed to be repping, but I'm not doing my job. So <laughs> I like do my job. Moment, for me, I would have been so excited had like his little tail been like nine. Taylor, like, oh, it's another one. Or if it was like another number, like, no and then it no really one. turns into a whole enemy. Okay, it's only one tail. Damn it. Okay, that's fine. It's only the one tail fox. I mean, there there are plenty of K dramas out there if you want to get into that. I know. <laughs> Where they be people, and then they'd be like, one tail, two tail. Sick, you know, so <laughs> drama about a fox spirit that's like a man. I'm like, this is this is ridiculous. Yeah, I've probably seen it. <laughs> <laughs> I've never seen the spirit world. But I fell in love with you. Korean fruits basket? Pretty much. Uh, well, yeah. Yeah, and yeah. Right. I feel like I can write a. I love that anime. Like adding some things, like add a noun. Like it's an angel that falls in love with a wine merchant. And there's. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like that's K dramas. I feel like that's J dramas. I feel like that's American dramas at the end of the day. I want to watch that. CW in like 2000 to 2010, I think, of like, it was like Beauty and the Beast. Of, oh my God. Yeah. Yeah. Wait, what are y'all doing? Who won't watch these shows? Because the early 90s had that Beauty and the Beast show too. And that show was you know, interesting. You know, it's, it's because of that yeah. Twilight nonsense. Everyone's like, oh, we got to get in on this. We got to have even that freaking zombie movie that people all love, which is really weird. Which zombie movie? Like the, like the girl 
fell in love with a zombie and her love was so strong that he became a human again. Oh, oh. Like that. oh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that one. That like, one. Warm heart or something, something warm. heart, something. Warm body? Warm. warm body. Warm body. It was ridiculously four seasons the one on cw had four seasons they have four oh no i'm looking yeah it oh, the had, old one. Okay. that was the old one never mind hold on yeah because i remember that i watched that at my grandparents house CW? i was like that introduced me to the world of oh, furries and i was like wow yeah, zombie yeah <laughs> anyway wow. you feel me um <laughs> So, guess what, Marlon? I gotta go. That's where I said. No, 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 no. Did you not say the text? No. No, he wasn't. He was talking at the time. He was talking. Never mind. So, we're actually going to put a little bookmark right here, and we're going to continue next week. That gives you a whole nother week to catch up. (sighs) Better do your homework. (laughs) We're the educators over here. We're we're, we're, we're (laughs) out here. I, when I go home, I'm like, baby, I'm watching these forms of the Do not watch it all one night. I'm sorry. I'm gonna, like, you I'm have gonna a watch week. four hours of this, and you can't be mad at me. I missed it tonight. You have a week. You have a week. Because yeah, next I, week. I, know, I purposely waited saying, I'm going to binge watch it so I can have all the data together. And I did not do that. I, I mean, this is honestly better because you get to digest it for a couple you of days. Digest too, it and watch yeah, some takes stuff. Some, It'll be a take some time. Episode. Take some right. time. You get right. extension. This is in college. This is called an extension. Yeah, <laughs> we certainly need to pause here because we're gonna. I mean, honestly, these those hour. last four episodes, you can think about it. We're gonna be on there yeah. for another hour talking about these last four episodes oh, too. Right. Probably. Like, probably these are the heavy episodes. Anyways, after so episode six them. is when we get into heavy uh, territory. I, I did see like one photo of it looks like it looks like Hippolata as like Garnet or some shit like that. And I was like, like live action Garnet. Let's we'll see. Rebecca Flowers, you get on the show. Did you get a suit on them? <laughs> um, yeah. So, listeners, if you she was like, you thought the last season of. <laughs> it was wild. Check out my pseudonym show I made just to do a, an undercover season of Steven Universe. Sorry. Like make more. She's like, I have to end this. I'm not watching yet. He's already roasting it. I'm mad. Anyway, enjoy that episode. That's my favorite episode. You would really enjoy it too, Marlon. I think. Well, you would. You enjoy talking about it. I will say that. I know, you have I so much like, to say. Six is my favorite one to talk about because it just had so many what the fuck things. But it's also really dope. Oh, stay tuned. There's more. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> but yeah. So, if listeners, if you heard us, we're actually going to put a little pin uh, tack in this thing, and we'll continue next week or our next episode or part two of this wonderful Lovecraft country analysis so much and that's even after next week's episode there's still going to be so much to talk about because so just just in case something bad happens come election day you'll have something else to listen to right. besides how either happy or unhappy people or just two weeks y'all angry or just two weeks y'all however 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 things go uh take care of yourselves um Find your loved ones, give them a hug, be safe, and know wear that a mask. wear a mask. And know that we're gonna be in this together with either decision that happens. So we're not gonna, you know, stop expecting change. We're not gonna stop expecting things to get better. 
and we're going to do something about it. So if that means being more active in your community, being more active in the world you live in, fantastic. If you're a white person, definitely flex that privilege and uh, do your very best to get uh, some change done. You're on show right now. Your voice. Just don't be a Christina. Don't be a Christina. Don't be a Christina. Uh, I don't, yeah. There's, yeah, yeah. Actually, we need to talk about that. That's what, I got to put in that one, actually. <laughs> okay, apparently. I got comments on Christina. Uh, uh, but you might yeah, be right. I know you do. I know you do. <laughs> you might be right. I think we're going to discuss the last few episodes and then we get into some characterization on characters because I still want to talk about Liddy because... Cool. We will, we will. And hit the line. Yeah. Um, but thank you listeners for checking us out. Thank you for listening in. You know, you can find us on all our social media platforms on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and Twitch. Uh, shout out to the squad for hanging out and uh, able to discuss this wonderful show. And that we're excited to still talk about it next time. Um, but, you know, until then, wear a mask. Love your, or hug your loved ones and eat well and geek on. This episode of Quest On Media's Geek Force was produced in Richmond, California.